Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 106. The Six Nations kicks off in a few months, but before that, the squad announcement on Thursday. So we're making our predictions here and now. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back. I know it's hard to believe we've managed to bring you another episode in less than a week. Uh, we did assure, we did promise that we would be um, back to our, our regular schedule of, a, of at least one episode a week, and you know we've gone one better. I think we've done about six days. So uh, thanks for joining us again. I'm joined, of course, by Dan. Hi, mate. Hi, mate. We may even we may even go even better this week because we might even do one on Thursday when we. Uh, England Six Nations squad is announced. We, we might do. do. I, I don't know whether everyone would agree that that was better, but we might do it anyway. <laughs> uh, it's certainly worth a try, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, so, actually, before you kick off, Hackers, what I wanted to do is um, we got quite a lot of uh, good feedback from a quiz last week. I think people quite enjoy taking part. So I put together just a very short quiz again this week. So I thought, Hmm. Why don't we start with that before? Because there's a few bits to cover this week. So I thought, why don't we start with a, a quick quiz um, to see who's got their rugby brains switched on? Sounds good. So is this, are we, we going to make this a bit of a, an ongoing feature, are we? Not that I have a, uh, an objection to that. I quite like it. Yeah, I'm not going to commit to it every week because there's only so much I can copy before people start getting pissed off. But, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, you, you learn to write your own questions, perhaps. But let's see what you've come up with. Let's see what you've come up with. Okay, okay. So just a quick one, just a five-question quiz. And I thought with the Six Nations approaching, we'll go Six Nations focus. Now, first question, mate, don't get this wrong, because you'd be an absolute dickhead if you get this wrong. And actually, it'd be embarrassing to be in a rugby pod and get this one wrong. <laughs> so no pressure, but just don't be a moron. Um, in the 2019 Six Nations... England's first match is against Ireland. Where is that match being played? <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, if I phoned a friend, I, I, I guess I'd be told uh, Twickenham, but I believe it might be uh, in Ireland. Of course it's in Ireland. What's all fucking dickhead is it in Twickenham? Um, Smooth. More on that later. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> question two, uh, and this one's sort of moving... When was the first ever Six Nations held? Ooh, oh, what year? I was thinking way back, but that was Five Nations, wasn't it? Six Nations. Um, oh, that's when Italy joined. 2000? I'm going to go 2000. Uh, so do you want me to answer now or do you want me to go back? Uh, the answers at the end. Let's do the answers at the end because then everyone else can have a crack at it as well. Cool. So you're saying 2000. I'm saying okay. 2000. So, question three. In the 2009 Six Nations, two brothers started for England for the first time since the Underwoods in the 1990s. Who were those two brothers? That's the 2009 Six oh, Nations. Oh, um, um, I'm guessing it would have been. Oh, God, our scrum half, uh, the Youngs brothers. So you're saying Youngs? Okay. Question number four. Which team won the first ever Six Nations Championship? 
two, well, assuming I was right about 2000, and that was three years, was that, I did, did England's winning streak start the following year? I think it might have done. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, France. I don't know why, and I'm probably wrong. I don't think it was England. I think England started their their kind of their winning streak building up to the World Cup in 2001, possibly 2002. Um, I don't think it was 2000. I think. Anyway, yeah, I'm not saying. I'm saying not England. I'm going to go France just because I don't think Ireland were firing back then. Okay. And I don't want to pick Wales. Okay. And the. Yeah, yeah, obviously. And the final question of our mini quiz is, which player has made the most five slash six nations appearances for England? Current or or, or just just historically? Uh, historically, and there's a cl- there's a clue in the question about what the historical thing. Well, as in, <laughs> if five uh, nations well. are included. Yeah, five, five and six. So combined total, yeah. So, so yeah, either five nations or six nations, or possibly they overlapped. Yeah, yeah. So, so the total number of okay, uh, which England player has done the most um, appearances? I want to say. Um, oh, I don't know. Who's our most cap? We we said this last week. Who's our most cap? Jason Leonard, based on the fact that he's our most cap player ever, and probably crossed over. Did cross over, in fact, because he was involved in the two thousand three World Cup. Um, and if we're talking appearances, I'm going to go Jason Leonard. Okay. Okay. Well. Uh... We'll go back to the answers then. So question one, 2019 Six Nations match, England versus Ireland, is indeed being played at the Aviva oh, in Ireland. Well, I mean, that, that will certainly respond to a number of uh, emails that we've had, Dan, over the past week from, uh, from people. We'll, re- we'll read them out afterwards, just you know, give, give people their, their, their shout out. But um, yeah, lots of people letting you know about that one. Yeah, I, I I completely messed those matches up. The uh, two losses to Ireland from Twickenham and got it wrong. And what I'd say to all of you guys who messaged and mugging me off, fair enough, I deserve it. Uh, and you're welcome to keep them coming because that was a terrible thing. I don't know, in my head, I don't know why I had Twickenham. As soon as someone said Ireland, I'm like, yeah, I know. Then I'm like, oh, what the f- what was I on about? But uh, I apologise. It is, of course, in Ireland. Um, so well done question right question two when was the first ever Six Nations held you said 2000 it was indeed in 2000 so uh, congratulations because the last ever Five Nations was 99 and was won by Scotland actually Uh Um, so question three in 2009, Six Nations, two brothers started for England for the first time since the Underwoods. You said the Youngs brothers. Uh, good shout. I, I think that was a bit early for 
for Tom Young, certainly. It was actually the Armitage, Stefan ah, and Dylan Armitage. Yes. But Young's brother's a good shout, but yeah, it was... Uh, I, it completely, was uh, I completely forgot about the Armitage brothers, um, I guess because Stefan kind of fell off the scene, didn't he? Unfortunately, yeah, and he, he didn't get many caps. Um, so, despite despite being one of the best players in the world, well, he, I think he became one of the best players probably when he moved to France. Yeah, uh, oh, that's what I mean. But yeah, um, yeah, that was a shame. Um, question four: Which team won the first ever Six Nations Championship? Uh, you said France. It was actually England. Was it England? It was England. We won four matches. We only lost one match, and that was to Scotland, which was the last match. And Scotland, that was the only match they won that tournament. They'd lost to Italy, but they beat us in the last Typical. match. Typical. Good for them. Good for them. So England and- must have had some more losses after that, or, or was it because we lost that match that the winning streak then began? Oh, no, because we didn't have an unbeaten year. No, we? no, we didn't. We, we, no, we did and and... Like it was from 2000, so and then 2001 as well. Like every Six Nations, we seemed to lose up until 2003. We always lost like one match, right? And which the Grand Slam was 2003. Yeah, and then the Grand Slam was 2003. Um, yeah, but it was, uh, yeah. So it was England, and if I'm honest, mate, I probably wouldn't have asked the question if it wasn't England. Mm, I mean, that that. Possibly should have been one of my points for consideration. It wasn't. Let's move on. Um, cool, cool. And then, yeah, final question. Which uh, player has made the most five slash six nation appearances for England? You said Jason Leonard. Jason Leonard is the correct answer. Boom. Uh, so a, a, a... Four out of five, I think. Uh, three no, out three of out of five. Three out of five. Strong. Yeah, strong five. again. What's that? I mean, I'm not going to do the maths. Um, but it's uh, so- somewhere around the 50. <laughs> it's 60%. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's pretty much what I got last week, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not bad. In fairness, they were... They're not always easy questions because things like when does Six Nations start? It's easy to get the years mixed up. The Young Brothers, fair enough, but uh, compared to the Armitage... I'm, I'm asking you to to think back a long time, but uh, you are you're asking no. a lot. But it's probably time I asked some questions of you. So we'll ne- next time round, I'll see if I can't put something together. Uh, m- maybe even go so far as to uh, pick some questions that that aren't in another quiz somewhere. Oh, oh look at you, fancy yeah. pants! Yeah, going crazy. Anyway, shall we uh, shall we begin our episode proper? <laughs> Let's do that. Um, Let's and do that. and a good way to do that is always to. Uh, to, to have a quick readout of some of the emails and things that we've received. Um, you'll, you'll notice, I think, a bit of a theme in some of these. First one is from Matthew Lowry. He says, Hi, lads. Great to have a fans-only pod. You're both doing a great job, but suggest you have the fixtures in front of you when talking about them, as the opening game for England is at the Aviva, unfortunately. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Matthew. And he's uh, based up in Newcastle. So, Matthew, thanks for getting in touch. And absolutely right. Call Dan uh, on his errors um, Matthew, you? congratulations! You caught out when I was uh, just checking to see who was listening. Ah, that's what it was. Uh, Tony Hunt yeah. says, "Hi, chaps. Firstly, let me be one of the many who correct Dan. It's Ireland away this year. <laughs> uh, the way to remember it uh, is that we play all the teams who wear blue at home this season." Um, Do Ireland not play in blue? 
if they don't. That's um, where so I went wrong. Oh. I don't think Dan's going to forget now, but um, that's certainly one way to remember it. And secondly, he says, I feel the captain has to be a player who is guaranteed a starting place. I don't disagree. Uh, how many of those are there at the moment? He asks, what do we think? That's a good point. Um, that's a I mean, this is point. obviously in reference to our to our whole debate about Dylan Hartley and Owen Farrell not, you know, not being captain and stuff. Um, I, I, I feel so like... I've- Without going into too much on this, I feel like uh, we're too close to a World Cup to start thinking about things like that. And actually, the captain has to be guaranteed to be involved in the 23 and probably to start. But you know, as we've seen with Dylan Hartley for the better part of probably two years now, um, you know, playing half a game, you know, he's he's still, I think, the best captain England have had under Eddie Jones. Yeah, I mean, there's not been many of them. Um, so I think it's a good point. Hence, the sort of almost get the co-captain because he isn't guaranteed to start. And there are matches and times where Jamie George probably is the right option to start. Because I think, firstly, you've got to start with your best team. Um, I am still, I think it's probably a little late now. I would still be shouting for launch free because I think when he's fit, he's guaranteed to start. But I think this uh, co-captain thing is something we're going to see now. Yeah, and I think as well, you know, Maratoje, I think, is still a future England captain. I mean, he did a pretty good job uh, for the under-21s or 20s, whatever they are these days. Um, and, you know, I, I just think I think he, he's he's the next, the next kind of... He's going to be the next... Or he's in with a shout of being the next sort of Jono-type captain. You know who can who can be, you know lead the boys for a, for a substantial amount of time. Do you not think? Especially you know with work rate and everything else, we've seen what he what he's been doing. Um, you know, you look at uh, what you know you had it in your quiz last week. You know, most rucks hit in the world. Yeah. Um, you know that that's the sort of work rate you want from a captain. Um, we know he's super fired up all the time. You know, he's constantly gearing everybody up. You know, congratulating them for for winning rucks and malls and making tackles and God knows what else. So, I don't know. I I think watch this space on that one. I think I don't disagree with you about Launchbury. I think he'd be a good a good shout. Although I think he's probably a bit quiet. Um, but I think Marrow might be a future England captain. But it's you know, as you say, it's it's we're too close to World Cup now. Um, so we can moan about it, but I suspect. If we, I suspect Owen Farrell will continue to be the vice captain slash co captain, um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I I think so, and and I think that point probably probably hinted towards that. But the co captains is almost needed because maybe if we don't want to get rid of Hartley as in a captaincy role, but rightly so, I don't think he's guaranteed a starting place. But is that not what your vice captain's for? To step in when the captain's unavailable for any reason? Yeah, the, cap- the captain is not just about what happens on the pitch. It's it's everything else as well. It's you know it's being a leader for the team. You know, in a, in a World Cup year with it, with everything that that entails. You know, both on and off the pitch. I kind of feel like you know just commit to you, to your man that's stuck. You know, that's, that's led your team through the last two years. You know, that clearly respects uh, him. Years. Three years, sorry, yeah, that clearly respect him, and 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 you know, say to Owen Farrell, you know, you you are a leader, a leader, and an important member of this team, and you'll continue to be the vice captain. And when Dylan's unavailable, 
Um, you know, whether that's because he comes off the pitch, whether it's because he doesn't start on it, or whether he's not involved at all on match day, you know, you, you're that's where you step into his shoes, rather than having this whole co-captaincy thing, which is the sort of thing you expect to see on a an American football pitch. You know, how weird was it uh, watching I mean, with like the, the you know one of them would do the coin toss and then the other one it was like one you know the, the other one gets to lead the team out and then they'll switch it around the following week and it's I don't know it sounds, yeah, it's but, like the sort of thing you did in at school. Fairness, that was because he that that was because the question was asked, not because it was a predefined sort of statement. I mean, the question was asked, so I, I guess it had to be answered. Um, I, I'm kind of with Tony here, like although like, Dylan, yes, maybe stick with him, but. If Eddie isn't planning on starting him that much, it, it's all very well having a captain who may may not start 20% of the games. But if Eddie's not planning on starting him for 50% of the games, I actually do want the captain yeah. to start at least for the vast majority. But, you know, let, let, let's see. Let's see how it goes, this Six Nations. Um, I think we're stuck with it. And we'll, uh, yeah. See how it pans out. Yeah, okay, so I well, think so. Moving on then, um, slightly different uh, different email here. Uh, this one was um, short and sweet. He just said, Ireland versus England at the Aviva on the 2nd of Feb, not at HQ. I know you've been away for a while, but come on, gents. Yeah, yeah, that, that's my bad. I, I need to own this, don't I? I need to wear this. Uh, yeah. I, I, like, uh, like a crown, I think. I, uh, I well, I don't, I don't mean like a, like maybe a crown of thorns. I uh, I screwed that one up, and my apologies. Um, so yeah, I don't really know what else to say here. So if we could uh, pick up the thread now, Ackers, to save my embarrassment, that we, would be we will awesome. do. We will do. I, I don't know if I mentioned. <laughs> I think I did mention our our good friend. Well, we did. We talked about our good friend Wade Ackford um, on the last pod, and and. Um, you know how he t- we turned him around, um, and I believe you had a, a, a sort of an explanation, a description of the sort type of person that he must be, uh, based on the way he kept changing his mind. Um, yeah, so, that was a men- it was a men- as a no, no, no. Men- uh, and, and I don't think it was taken that way either because he's he's posted another another one for us. Um, only this time he's changed the um, the title to the girl you fancy in the playground. He remains at yeah. five stars. He says, "Boys, oh my days, you're back." I thought Dan had been recruited by Uncle Eddie as Kitman and Andy by Donald Trump on his USA Odyssey. Uh, in addition, <laughs> I can't believe anyone lusted after you in those dim and distant days in the playground, Dan. Calm down, man. Anyway, fine to have Laurel and Hardy back with their fine slapstick show. You two are always missed. And if you were not giving them guidance in 2019, I think they would have no chance in Japan. I'm starting to believe. Regards, Wade Ackford. Or WD, as he's obviously really known. Um, so... Obviously, we've properly turned this one around, um, so really appreciate that. Um, and then since then, we've also had uh, a review, a new one, from uh, Claff Bandit, who says, quality over quantity, five stars. He says, you might have fewer listeners than some other podcasts, but I'm betting those of us who do listen never miss an episode. Top work, chaps. Please don't change it. We love it the way it is. Ah, oh, thanks very much. So, That's awesome. That's really nice. nice. I, 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 yeah, I like that one. What, what's a Claff? His name? Oh, just because it was Claff Bandit. I wasn't sure. Yeah, calls Claff himself something. Claff Bandit. I couldn't couldn't tell awesome. you more. Than, couldn't tell you more than that, I'm afraid. Um, uh, no, fair enough. But thanks so much. That's a really cool review. I appreciate it. And, and thank you, Wade, again. And, and Wade, just to correct you, 
I was sought after in the junior <laughs> playground, and actually, Big John's doing very well for himself now. So, uh, you, you, you know, I, I think I was sought after by a very nice uh, young chap. Dan, but uh, <laughs> sh- shut up. Shall we move on? <laughs> uh, yes, let's. let's so, <clears throat> so yes, uh, a few, few reviews, a few emails. Always nice to get. Uh, keep them coming. Thanks, guys. There's there's one more uh, email actually. We got an email from uh, Josh Copping, who's one of our younger listeners, um, who said he had sort of um, told his friends about the pod. So, Josh, thank you very much. A big shout-out to yourself. And he also asked a question that's actually a really interesting question, so I'm going to put to you, Akers. Okay. He said, what do we think about England versus Wales, this Six Nation? And that is actually, that is a match that's a very interesting match, I think. Um well, I, I think I, I'll let you uh, go ahead with your. Firstly, Josh, thanks for getting in touch, and thanks for listening, and thanks for sharing, spreading the love to your friends. Hopefully, they are listening too. Um, secondly, if you were listening last week, you'll you'll remember that um, England are going to be unbeaten now until after the World Cup. So, obviously, first things first, England win um, against against Wales. Um, I don't. I I think I don't. I mean, obviously. We're playing in Wales. Um, yes, but yes. <laughs> as as has been said in the past by Eddie Jones, you know, why should it make any difference that you're travelling an hour down the or two hours down the uh, M4? It shouldn't. It does. It does. Like realistically, it does make a difference. No doubt, we'll mess mess them around and we'll leave the roof open. Um, of course. Well, we're not messing them around. We're just asking for a normal game of rugby. <laughs> this is true. Asking if they're not to be soft. Uh, I think it, it, I, I don't know. I, I have. I didn't watch a huge amount of of the Wales games um, during the autumn, so you know I know they got some good results, but I also know they weren't they weren't playing as tough a selection of teams, um, and and they were playing. I think I think didn't they didn't they um, debut quite a few people during the six, the, the autumn as well. Yeah, I mean, at they, the moment... They've got a few injuries. Faletau's going to be out for the Six Nations. He's got a broken arm. Yeah, um, that's a big loss. They've got a couple of injury, big, big injuries at the, at the moment who are who have been selected for their squad, but um, obviously time will tell how fit they are. And even if they are fit, you know, are they match fit enough if they get selected? Um, I... I don't know. I, I'm not really thinking. I, I know that there's lots of people who will massively disagree with me, and and people saying that you know, Wales have got just as much, if not a better chance than England. I, I don't believe that. I, I don't think they're there yet. Um, so my concern is Ireland solely. So uh, Ireland are definitely the biggest threat, but I think the Wales question is a really interesting one. I can't figure out at the moment if Wales are a sort of sleeping giant has snuck under the radar because they've had a really good run of form uh, and they really have, or if they've just been, the fixes have come at the right time for them and, and maybe they haven't been as challenging as they've had historically. I, I just don't know yet. I think the jury's still out on that. So I actually think England-Wales could be a really interesting match because if we lost to Ireland... Uh, which I don't think we will. But if we did, I don't think it would be too much of a concern as long as we saw a way, like against New Zealand, as long as we saw a way how actually we can beat them on the day Ireland won, outplayed us. If we lose to Wales, 
I, I think there's this may be somewhat of a worry because I think Wales have, you know, that helps build Wales's sort of momentum going forward. It'd be a huge win for them. So they will be massively up for the England match. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, they're, they're on a massive winning streak at the moment, I think. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why people are, are taking notice. I mean, I've just pulled up the results from the Autumn Internationals. So they they comfortably beat Scotland, but Scotland were very poor in that game. It's one that I did see. Um, they they beat Australia 9-6. Um, for them, it was the first time I think they'd beaten Australia for some time, ever. I don't know. For a while. Not, not ever. Um, a long, long time, yeah. But but as we found out in that same series, Australia were pretty poor. and Well, they were poor against us, but... And it was 9-6, so I don't know how much to read into that. They They destroyed Tonga, but again... Don't know how much you can read into that. Um, I know Tonga are a physical side, but you know the, the bottom line is they're not they're not up there in the in the top flight. Um, and they beat South Africa twenty eleven, um, you know, which was a good game. But South Africa, I think, you know, obviously following on for some really great form, had a few issues. Um, you know, didn't have a great autumn sort of tour. So yeah, I don't I don't know. You know, I, I guess you look at that and go, "Well, they beat Australia and South Africa." Yeah, I and, and I think we need to give them some credit. And, and for that. that's and that's the big, you know, the big thing. I, I don't know if if Australia and South Africa had been New Zealand and Ireland, would they would they have lost those two games? If Scotland had been England, potentially, would they have lost that game? I, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's I know you can ifs and buts, and we could say the same thing of if any other team. I'm just not sure that, that those results say to me, oh my God, we need to really keep an eye on this team. They are firing. I So, so that's what I meant when I was saying earlier, are they sleeping? You know, I'm not sure if they are sleeping giants or if the right fixtures have come at the right time. I yeah. genuinely don't know. I think, that, um, well, this this Six Nations is is the test for them. I mean, this is where they, yeah. need to, uh, they need to sort of show that they either are contenders or they're not. Um. Uh, you know, but from, don't forget, I think they're ranked third in the world at the moment. Well, no, they are, but 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 that's that's on on. The, the trouble with the rankings is that you can, you know, if you have a, a load of games against opposition that are ahead of you on in the table, you 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 kind of gain more. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so you know, you beat Australia, you beat South Africa. They're both ahead of you in the rankings. Um, it bumps you up. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, if it was the other way around, we'd be saying, you know, look at the table, look at the results, unbeaten, you know, third in the world. I, I'm not convinced they're the third best team in the world, bottom line. No, I'm not. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm not... Right now, it, it, they're not a side that I'm desperately worried about. I may re- I may rue the day I say that, but since I know that England are going to be unbeaten and, until after the World Cup, th- th- at the same time, there's probably not a lot to worry about. I, I hope you're right. I, I think it, in Cardiff, it's it's a tough game. It's always a tough game, um, and I think it's important England win that match. So, yeah, it'll, um, it'll be a big game, but um, England just need to win everything from now on. Let's hope so, my man. Let's hope so. And then raise the trophy. <laughs> but yeah, either way, Josh, thanks very much for the question. Much appreciate it. And yeah, please uh, please keep listening. Keep. Please keep spreading the pod to your friends. Yeah. 
And if, if guys, if you've got any, um, if you've got any questions you'd like us to ask, uh, you know, I, I pick up the emails and Dan doesn't. So I can pose those questions to Dan live on the pod and, uh, and then other people will have an opportunity to answer, uh, answer them too. So if you do want us to want to add any questions into one of our quizzes, um, chuck them across and I'll make sure that Dan doesn't find out what they are beforehand and there'll be no looking up of answers. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, keep, keep your questions coming and, um, Stay, stay in touch. That's what this is all about. Uh, we, we, this journey is one that we're doing together. So, uh, yeah. So, what, what? Moving on, then, Dan. Today's episode really is going to be about discussing England Six Nations campaign. Um, and I think, as you mentioned, the squad gets announced on Thursday. It does. So, what are we going to do? Are we going to are we going to make some predictions? Have a look at. Uh... Yeah, let's have a let's have a look what that might look like. So, I, I honestly, I don't know how it's going to look. So, I, I had a quick look, and if we're saying last year, I believe it was a thirty-five man squad, um, and sort of a breakdown of the squad. So, initially, if we start, they're saying last year it was three hookers. So, I think Hartley and George are almost definite. Get my little piece of paper um, out. So for me, I just had a quick look at this and Hartley and George. And to me, my third hooker, and I may be wrong here with injuries. There may be injuries that people have, and I'm saying names of people who are injured. But as far as I'm aware, Cowan Dickey is still not injured. To me, he's still the number three hooker. So I think he'd be my so, third choice. Yeah, hooker. I was going to say, do you know what? We're obviously going to announce the full, the full squad, 30-odd men, whatever it's going to end up being, on Thursday. For today, should we concentrate on on the twenty three? Because I think that's potentially where things become a bit more interesting in terms of those that are back versus those that yeah, have okay. maybe maybe stepped up in the autumn, um, and where they because there'll be a couple of positions where it'll be an inter- it'll be an interesting decision which way he goes because it's like do you take the guy who's proven himself most recently or do you take the guy who pro- proved himself before he got injured? Yeah, no, that that that's a good one. So, but do you want do you want us to focus on what we want or what we? Well, let's just discuss be. as we're going through, rather than just list a team and then and then it'll it'll come out. There'll be a you know, and at the end we'll we'll make a we'll make a decision based on you know going one way or the other. But yeah, um, so okay, if we look at the twenty three, the first twenty three when England meet Ireland at Twickenham, just kidding. <laughs> relax, relax, everyone, chill, chill, Wade, sit back down. Sit, sit. Oh. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and yeah, sorry. I don't know why I'm picking on you, Wayne. I'm not meaning, I'm not meaning to be a dick. I just am a dick. Um, so if we look at the 23, so, okay, so we say match day, so match day squad, you're going to have two hookers, Hartley, George. I, I think yeah. that's, that's not a full debate. Although Hartley, I believe, is having some injury issues, but let's say that's fine. So it'll be Hartley, George. The props. My starting props are probably going to be Moon and Sinclair. Not Mako. My starting props are going to be Mako and Sinclair, as I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> so well, so that, they're that, going to be my... Yeah. And then I would probably go Moon and Williams. Mm-hmm. Have you got any, uh, um, any there? No, mainly because I just don't know enough about props, as we have established in many previous episodes. Um, 
But I know that Mako's back and he was obviously missed, uh, despite the fact that yeah, Moon did did make a you know, put in a, a great show. Um but I think they're the four. And and the thing with prop is that starting finishing, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter that much because they, they tend to get the be- the best part of t- half each. It's you know, obviously the starters get a little bit longer, but these days it's pretty much a, a four man unit, isn't it? So yeah, um, I think that that's that, that's front row: Hartley, George, Mako, and Moon, Sinclair, and Williams. And yeah, I think I think that's four, probably and... yeah. I, I think that's probably what he'll stick with, um, and it's probably what I want to see as well. So, I think in that respect, ticked ticked off. Move on to the to the second row where Marrow. Marrow. Yeah, and, for, for me, for me, the starters are obvious. Yeah, Ma- it's well, Marrow and Launchbury, especially the way Launchbury's played. Like, like, I just think he adds so much. Yeah. So, the, the, um, so the question is then, who is your replacement second row? Do you go with Laws? Uh, do you I'm go going with Courtney. Do I agree? I think I do agree. Just, just purely because of, well, one, one because he offers, he's, you know, he can, he can play back row, and whether or not you thinking about playing him in the back row or not, it just gives you that extra element in terms of what he's capable of doing from the second row. It's, you know, you, um, yeah, I think, I think it's the right call. I think it's what I want to see. And I think it's what we will see. So I agree with you. I think Laws is probably the replacement there on the bench. Um, and Cruz misses out. Yeah, I, I think so. Unfortunately, I've, I've Cruz, I believe will be in the wider squad as I think Elliot Stoke or Stoke or whatever will be as well. But, I think match day, it's laundry, marrow, and laws. So, so back row, back, back row. Yeah, this one gets a bit I more complicated Billy's now. Fit. Isn't it? He's got to have Billy starting, I, right? I think it. I think it's a must. Uh, I think it's a must, which is yes. But uh, and, and then what do you do? Six and so, seven, though. I would go personally, and this is based upon I believe Underhill's injured, isn't he? Oh, is he injured again? I, I think he's injured and will be out at least for the start. So, for me, my starting back row would be Billy at eight. I'd have Wilson at six and Tom Curry at seven. See, I, I, the- I 100% agree you, you want Wilson in there. Is Eddie going to do what Eddie loves to do, which is where he goes, no, he's a number eight, even though he is also a six? Uh I don't think so. No, I think I think he'll be having to play at six. In which case, I mean that that for me, I think that's that's strong because we we you know he obviously shone uh, in the number eight shirt, um, but I think six is his is his preferred position, isn't it? I, I believe so. I believe he's sort of six. I believe he's a six or seven. But yes, for me, I I like him at six. So I'd like to see Billy Billy A. Yeah, Wilson six and Tom Curry. Curry. I I would have gone Underhill if he was um, over if he Curry. Was I I think so. Yeah, um, I, I have just confirmed that um, Sam Underhill has been ruled out of the entire championship. He's having surgery, so you are correct. Uh, yeah, so so in which case I'd go Curry, and my back row reserve would actually be Mercer. Ah. Um. Because I, I think Sam Simmons is still out. I'd have liked him otherwise. There's 
there's still, I guess, you've got Shields or Hughes, but for me, I think I'd go Mercer as my back row sub for a matchday squad. Yeah, I mean, he, he may well go with two back row subs because he does like to have Hughes in as a like-for-like replacement for Billy. But then if you're going to go Zach Mercer, you're not going to have another number eight, especially when you've got Wilson in there. You'd have four number eights in your in your back five, back row five. But, but I, th- I think Wilson's not naturally an eight, and I think Mercer can play on the flank as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, who who would be a potential instead? Shields. Well, I just I, I part of me thinks that he is a huge fan of Eddie's a huge fan of Brad Shields, um, and that potentially, like it wouldn't surprise me to see Shields on the pitch as a starter, just because Eddie. No, it wouldn't surprise shown, me. And actually, against Australia, he played really well. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, so, I I'm going to say it's going to be Shields. But but I'm with you in in I would quite like to see Zach Mercer as the as the option, um, possibly both of them. But then but then but, where do you lose where do you lose the number four where do you lose a a uh, where do you lose a forward sub? What would you not have laws in? No no no, I think you'll have the extra forward sub. What and then only have two backs? Yeah, because it would be one. Two, three, four, five, six, and seven. And eight, then you'd only eight have, subs, yeah? Yeah, yeah then so, you'd only have two backs. Bear in mind, you need a scrum half. Yeah. Well, let's let's come back to this. Let's put a pin in it for a minute. Yeah. Let's come back to it. So, uh, scrum half, Young's probably going to start. Danny Care. Is Danny Care? I, I, or, I, I want Young's and Care, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's what we both want. We'll see whether it, whether it's what we get. I think it will be. Um, Flyhart's going to start with Farrell. I hope so. Uh, yeah, this is where now we're into the backs. We're kind of going a little bit more towards, I think, what we want rather than what we expect. Uh, centers. Oh, no, he'll start Farrell at ten. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No. No. I, well, I think I think that you know, if you want to call it an experiment, I don't know whether you can really call it an experiment when you're talking about one of the best flyhards in the world, but it's kind of what it was in the autumn. Um, it worked. So. Um, you know, it was it was definitely an experiment that that was positive. So I, I think, yeah, Farrell at ten, at least to start with. Um, centers, oh, I want to say I want to go with what I want, but he's, he's going to go with. Um, what do you want? What do you want? I'd like to see uh, Manu and. Mm, that's a good question because now we've got to start talking about JJ, who's who's back in. Uh, he's, he's but JJ in. hasn't played yet. And and well, I I'm not convinced JJ will be ready. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. So, and and do we want to see Manu at twelve or thirteen? I think we want to see him at twelve. Break, breaking them up. So I think I I think Manu twelve, and then um, unfortunately, <laughs> I think it'll be Henry Slade. I want Slade at thirteen. I know I you like do. Slade. I know you do. But but you know I've seen him in an England shirt. Um, Ooh. Ah. I think, yeah, I think we'll see. I think Slash would like to see Farrell and Manu at 10 12. I think we'll see Slade at 13. Um, Do you know what I'm also going to say? I'm going to make a call here. I don't think he'll be England's player of the tournament because I think that'll be laundry. I think Slade will be England's second player of the tournament. What? Where are you p- picking this from? 
Mate, I, I really rate Slade. I think he's getting better and better every time in an England top. I, I, I mean, he can I, only I, I get better I, in an England really top. Well. There, there wasn't room to get worse. Mate, I don't think he was anywhere near as bad as you think. So, <laughs> I, I, so leave him alone. He's beautiful. Okay, he's taken over from Billy Twelve Trees for you. Uh, jo- Johnny May he has to start and Cock and a Seager I would start yeah jo- Joe Cock and Seager looked uh, awesome in the autumn and I think just given his physicality is, you know, on top of the pace I think he offers something that England haven't had for a little while um, on the wing and I think he's probably pushed himself ahead of the other options in in Ashton, Ashton Noel. Um, Don't forget, Noel's playing well. Noel had a good comeback. But no, he's not I, been I, back yeah, long. it's it's a problem area for England in a good way, you know, because there's Noel, there's Ashton. You've got um, Anthony Watson, I believe, is back. Is he? I, I, I'm not yet? sure he's back yet. Is he not? Is he still? Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, but I, I don't think he's back yet. I, I'm not sure. I think Watson may not be about for this Six Nations. Actually, I mean, that certainly makes the decision-making process easier. Uh, it says here he's a serious doubt for the Six Nations. So uh, yeah. I agree with you. Start with um. So, so let's go with who we're starting with. So, so we're going Farrell, Manu Slade, Cockney and May. I agree with that. Then, Full back for me is daily. Yeah. But then if you're saying you're having three back subs, so you've got to have, say, young starts, you've got to have care, then who are your other two subs? You've probably got to have a 10. And I think we all know it's going to be Joe. Um, it's going to not Joe Ford. It's going to be um, Ford. Yeah. Um. So... I think he's saying, who's your other sub? Do you have a... I'm not sure you need another. So well, Ford, you, I think Ford... you do need another back sub, for sure, in case there's, a, in case there's an injury. Because don't get... I would have Noel. No. Because he can cover four Yeah, back. He, he's definitely more of, a, more of a utility out of those. And you can always move daily to centres if needs be. Yeah, daily can go centres, daily can go on the wing. Noel can obviously come on to the wing. He can, he's played full-back. Um, Cochran Seager is built to play in the centres, but whether he's ever done it before. Slade, I, I, don't think, I don't think he's a centre. I don't think you can have him as an international centre. Slade, has, I'm thinking more about, I'm thinking more about you know, worst-case scenario, what are, the, what are the options in who's on the pitch? But Slade's played at um, 12 and 13 and 10. Yeah. But uh, I think I think you do need another ten because if there's an yeah no I think no I agree I think Ford Ford and Care I think I think have to be have to be on there so then it's just a question I'd of still like Cipriani and Care but I think it will not be Ford happen. um and, and in Ford you know, to Ford's credit he's he's played well um you know he it's it's we just we just want to see Cipriani given more Ford's a brilliant player Ford's yeah. a brilliant player I'm not in any way mugging off Ford like there's nothing about Ford I decide I just personally believe Cipriani's a better player but that's personal view well if, if we go with Noel as a third back replacement then revert back to the back row I agree with you I think Zach Mercer has to be the well does he have to be the option actually because if you've got a Toje and Laws both of whom who can play back row you're kind of covering you're kind of covering well, well, there as well so 
Um, I, I think you've got a subways. You've got to have five and three. So you've got to have one hooker, two. Props. Yeah, no. So I'm agreeing with you now, and I'm saying I agree. Care Ford Knoll as the three back replacements. I'm going back now to the back row where we were saying Zach, where you were saying Zach Mercer, and I was saying I thought it might be two of them, Zach, Zach Mercer and Brad Shields. I'm saying obviously that can't be the case now, but then you have got uh, back row cover in Laws and Atoje if you want to move things around. So actually, that's not an issue. But do I think he'll pick Zach Mercer? Uh, be nice to see. I, th- I still think he might go Shields. I think you're right. I think we're a long way off finding out because we're going to announce the squad, and then we've still got to wait until February to find out what he's actually going to do. But we, you know, and there's still time, obviously, for players to either become injured or to shine. But I, yeah, I'd like to see. My heart says Zach Mercer. My head is saying Shields. Agreed. So yeah, we're saying we're saying a starting twenty-three of. Hart, with Sium Hartley as captain, uh, Mako and Sinclair in the front row, then Itoji Launchbury, uh, Wilson and Curry at, uh, with Billy at number eight, then Youngs, May, Farrell, Manu, Slade uh, in the midfield, Cochran Seager on the other wing, Daly at, at fullback, and then you've got Jamie George to replace Dylan Hartley. You've got Ben Moon and uh, Williams, Harry Williams as the Prop replacements, Courtney Laws. We're not sure about Zach Mercer or Brad Shields. Someone in amongst them. Uh, and then Danny Kerr, George Ford and Jack Knoll as the backs replacements. I'm not that disappointed if that is what we end up seeing. I think that's a, I think that's a really strong team. It's a strong side. And given that we know that there are still players on the fringes, you know, very much, you know, literally flirting with, with the team if this is what he goes with, um, you know, there, there's also options. So it's not like we're... You know, this is sort of the the best we can put together from what's available. I think this is probably the best we would want to put together if everyone was available, give or take how Anthony Watson returns. And I think yeah, if, and, if Anthony Watson Anthony was fit and firing, one. I think he would be 15 and I think Daly would replace Noel on the bench. No, I, uh, you have to start Daly for me in one position. I think Daly's... I think Daly's well, then he's class. then he's thirteen instead of Slade, as I've always said. Uh, yeah, I, I I think it's too late to start putting him to thirteen. I would start Daly at fullback, and I would have Watson fight for a wing spot. Um, interesting. It's interesting. Well, there, there'll, there'll be plenty of opportunities over the course of this year to debate this because obviously, well, we hope that he will come back to full fitness. We hope he'll be fighting for a position, um, and we hope it gives Eddie Jones. Plenty of late nights and headaches um, because, yeah, come come the World Cup, it's not just a 23 we need. We, we need a full squad, you know, that's that's kind of totally interchangeable because that's how you win World Cups. Yeah, yeah. So everybody fit. I think the only change I would personally make would be probably Underhill. Underhill for Curry. Have Underhill starting, yeah. Would I you then so. have... Yeah, so then we... Mm. Interesting. Um, Interesting. I like them, them both, but I just thought Underhill was absolutely world-class during the autumn. Yeah, and he scored a, a match-winning try against New Zealand. Well, he, he didn't, but actually... He did score it. He just, you know... The, it wasn't a try because it was just well, lap. Wasn't it? Um, well, either way, I, I, I like Underhill there. Um, 
the guy's going to have about two more years left on his rugby career because he's just an absolute nutter. But that's great. That's what I want as the seven. I he, want the seven. To he only needs him. about nine I mean, months. He he's he's fearless to a point of stupidity. Like, and and I'm not calling him stupid because I'm sure he's not. But he, his lack of fear is shocking. That's shocking like, and he, awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's absolutely amazing as sure. a fan, and it's absolutely brilliant as a as a rugby fan to see somebody. But his bravery must be terrifying for his for his parents. Yes, I would imagine that is probably a fair a fair point. But uh, yeah, the, while, while we've been talking about him, I'm I'm hundred percent, you know, in agreement with you that uh, yeah, he he needs a spot if he's not having surgery. Uh, which he is. So I think we've got a good, I think we've selected a good side. Um, oh, I agree. I agree. And I look forward to seeing if Eddie Jones is listening and if he goes down the same route. Guys, let us, let us know what you think. Uh, if, if we've missed anyone that you think is a shoe in or if you think we've selected someone that's got no hope, uh, let us know. Um, and obviously, yeah, we'll announce the squad on. Thursday, which no doubt will throw some sort of cat amongst the pigeons because someone on our on our 23 won't even be in the squad. Um, and then we'll be able to discuss that. And then, of course... Uh, so yeah. there's, a, there's a quick question for you. If there's one person amongst those 23, I don't believe there's anyone in that 23 who won't be in the squad. But if there is, who do you think it would be? Not in the... If, if I had to pick one of those not to make the squad, I, yeah, like, like, make like you, I don't think it will happen if we're talking full squad. But I would say Zach Mercer, possibly. Okay, good shout. If good you shout. had to pick one of them to not be selected. Yeah, that's quite a good shout. I, 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 there may be a player we're talking about who's injured and we're not aware of. This is also true. But assuming there's no injuries. The other one who may not make the squad just, which I, I don't think should be the case, but possibly Danny Kerr. He's not. Yeah. He's been out to favour a couple of times. Um, I hope that's not the case. But you know, I'm trying to think back to to how he how he got on during the autumn because he he didn't he get dropped for Wigglesworth at one point during the autumn. I believe so. Yeah. So, so it, yeah, you're it, right. It'll be interesting. You're right. He, he yeah. We we might have that one completely wrong. Um, I uh, really the other it's maybe Jack Cole. Oh, maybe maybe Eddie thinks he hasn't had enough game time yet. Who? Sorry, Jack Noll. Uh, Jack, but I think Eddie's a big fan of him, and I yeah, think he's a, a big and Jack Noll's a workhorse. Like he's the kind of guy that that you know, even, especially if you've got him on the bench, I can't see him not being in the squad. I feel like he's I, one I, of those. It's not the case. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he's so, one of those guys who, even if he was a doubt to be available, he would still make the squad. As a, you know, if he's fit, I want the option of choosing him. What, what do you think, um, what do you think Haskell's chances are of making the squad? I mean, fairly high, I would say. Um, for, yeah. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, we are fans, but um, yeah, I feel like that ship has sailed. Um, uh, yeah, I think I he think knows so. it. Shame, I, think he knows I think it. he does add a lot. He does. I'd like. I'd like him to be taken uh, to the World Cup as the team mascot, perhaps, as the as the yeah. head of head of social, um, so, sign so master. The thing about Haskell that I think he never gets enough credit for is 
by all accounts, from what I've read and heard, he trains like an absolute dog. Even if he's not in the squad, he will help everyone. I think he's a massive benefit to the England squad as a whole, and I think he's a massive benefit to any sort of rugby squad. However, as much of a fan as I am at the moment, even I'll admit that I think there are people playing slightly better than him, which is no detriment to him. I just think we've got... He is the ultimate tourist, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's like... He's like he he is to touring what Ian Poulter is to the Ryder Cup. Uh sure. <laughs> That's most most of our listeners will get that. Um uh, I I know Ryder Cup and I know Ian Poulter, but not well enough to uh to comment, I'm afraid. Well, in that case, do not comment. Let's uh, okay. I was gonna say let's move on. I, I don't know if there's anything else that we need to move on to at this stage. We are Well yeah, I, I don't think we need to exhaust it because if we come back Thursday, just for a short one to go through the squad, I think we can pick up uh on anything there and really look forward to you know, starting to really look forward to uh Twickenham for England Island. <laughs> just kidding, kidding. Um and yeah, just I I think we probably can leave that for now, and then just see if we get any um, just see what happens Thursday, which I think will be really interesting, and uh, pick it up from there. Sounds like a plan, guys. Thanks so much for listening again, uh, as we always say, um, and as I as I uh, stressed last week, this is this is the year. This is what it all comes down to. Um, so you know, spread the word, uh, get on iTunes, give us a rating, give us a review. Um, hopefully if you're a regular listener that review will be half decent because otherwise you probably shouldn't be regularly listening um, but uh, it's how we get noticed and um, you know it's it's kind of our it's our currency really um, we don't make money from this so we just we want to spread the word far and wide uh, and particularly because the, you know, the more people we can get involved the more support we're showing to the boys uh, in time for November um, yeah we're, we're- we often mention we don't make money from this. It's like that hashtag humble, isn't it? Like we keep mentioning it as if we're doing some massive service, which, yeah. which we're not. Huge service uh, to, uh, to, 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 to England rugby. We're not seeking. Uh, we're not seeking anything in return, guys. But uh, we're not. But, I, I, but all, all we are saying is, you know, fifty-two of you have dropped us a review. There's a good handful more who have tried and uh, completely get it. Does iTunes make doesn't make it? easy um, and have kind of emailed us a review appreciate those um, but we do get about a thousand listeners every episode so there are a few of you out there just five minutes guys pop over to iTunes you can if you go to Twitter there's a link I put a link with every one of our uh, episode posts click through on the link head to Twitter uh, head to, to iTunes drop us a quick review tell us what you think uh, it'll do us the world of favors we really appreciate that and uh but, yeah, um, but awesome. most importantly, keep tuning in, keep listening, keep supporting the boys, and uh, and yeah, let's let's keep following them on their way. Uh, I've mentioned before, uh, emails always useful. Questions, get your quiz questions in. Ask us anything if there's anything you want us to discuss, um, and also tell us what you think of what we've been discussing today. Uh, you can email us um, englandrugbypod at gmail and we're on Twitter as I mentioned, and Facebook and everything else, and that's at englandrugbypod. So get in touch, guys. Awesome.